What's up, everybody? Welcome back. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah, baby. Welcome, everybody, to another installment of the All About It Podcast. It's your main man, Bennett, back here and again. And with me, as always, is Ariel. Oh, well, good one. <laughs> That's a good one. It and just the keeps... wind up and the two-two yeah, pitch. Yeah, yeah, it just keeps getting better and better every week. So <laughs> here's the thing is here on the All About It Podcast, we like to have some fun. We like to have a good time, right? Yeah. Well, we have a good time. We're going to play some music and have a, just a generally a good, uh, you know you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Just have a good good one. God, I've already forgot what I was, why I even mentioned that. Yeah, why, what? Why did I even, what why did I even say? I guess I'm, I just, I wasn't like prefacing anything. I was just saying we like to have a good time. I'm the one who's sleep deprived. You should be very on top of it. My pre-workout is still working. Oh, you guys, I ordered pre-workout on <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> if you don't, okay, here's the thing. I'm a coffee drinker. I drink tea. I drink coffee. I consume. Hands up for all the coffee drinkers. Yeah, hands up. Hands up emoji. Or hands down for the non-coffee drinkers. Yeah, whatever floats your boat. So I'm used to the caffeine, right? Like I daily, I drink caffeine. I had half a scoop of this powder in my water and I was jamming. Hubbin, can you attest? Yeah, jamming. You were like Stevie Wonder jamming. And I was up late working last night, too, so... I mean, not Stevie Wonder. Jammin'. Uh, Bob Marley. Yeah. (laughs) We're just... See? I'm going to bed at like 8.30 tonight. Just full of it. (laughs) I never have caffeine of any sort or kind. You were off the walls. Did 100 push-ups and 100 sit-ups. Yeah, I was... Uh, I'm going to do another 100. I got to run through a so, brick wall, baby. <laughs> I was doing my yoga. Like, I did a pretty, like... I did, like, an hour-long, like, strength yoga today because I was sleepy and I didn't feel like doing jumping jacks. And I'm just... I'm in down dog and I just hear you go, seven, eight, <laughs> nine. And it was like really intense and I was like, oh, that pre-workout's working. Yeah, wow. So that, was, that was like seven. I hadn't even done anything yet. I was just practicing my, my, <laughs> practicing my counting. Yeah. Something Count Chocula. Like yeah. Well, it's got, you got to do something, you know, that's what's kind of yeah. fun about when you get into working out, um, you know, we're novices, we're, we're amateurs. Oh yeah. When it comes to the really like the fitness uh, arena, but it's really quite uh, easy. You know, there's not. There, well, I, I had a lot of hangups myself. I'll speak for myself. Yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. I had a lot of hangups in trying to go to the gym or like I hate running. I know I'm not the only person that hates running, but there's some people that probably hate running. But it's like, hey, they go and do it because it's healthy and it's a good thing to do. But you made me have fun. I don't, I don't like running. I'm not. Well, gonna, can I'm I just interject that. and say that's not why I run? It's not because I think it's healthy or I just it's because it's it makes you feel a certain way when you're done. And that feeling is hard to replicate with any other exercise, in my opinion. And I've tried a lot of different things. But I will say that I feel like you either love it or you hate it. So you're right about that. You love running or you hate running. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely don't love it. I'm I'm not a cardio guy. Yeah. Love to go swimming. Mm. But going swimming, it's a bit of a to-do. Well, not when the ocean is still like 55 degrees in the summertime. It's very cold. I don't know what's going on this year, but it's... It's fridge. <laughs> oh, I'm off today. My body is off. There's the trainerino. And should we get into the... I don't even know what today's episode's all about. 
Lady? You, you damn well know what today's episode's about. I don't write down words. words. <laughs> Get out of my head. Robot. Get out of my head, bitch. Just kidding. Um, today's episode's all about our first jobs. The first jobs you ever have are so special. Oh, God. We, are, we have got stories for you. I yeah. feel like that should be a hashtag. Maybe you're a person out there and you're like me and you're like, hey, uh, I've worked a job. You know, everyone has to work a job. So what? Who cares? But there's something really Unless special. Unless you're a baby. Lucky. Something really special out there about the first <laughs> job you have oh it's fresh it's a special thing gotta love that minimum wage the second job less special yeah no not as fun less special hopefully more money uh, barely hopefully but what was your first job my first job was gap outlet retail at the carlsbad how old company were you? stores 15 and a half i remember having my interview with this lady named barb and then So basically, she had me come. We sat down right outside the store, Gap Outlet, and she sat me down on a bench and she goes, okay, so tell me about yourself. And I was like really nervous and shy. And then she goes, if someone were to walk into Gap Outlet and you were standing at the front of the store, what would you say when they walked in? And I just like took a deep breath and I was like, I would say, hi, welcome to Gap Outlet. How can I help you today? And she was like, you're hired. It's pretty smooth. <laughs> so, so like, I think that they were hiring 10 kids exactly like me because I ended up working with all of my friends in high school, like acquaintances, good friends. My brother worked there for a summer. It was just, so, it was such a riot. We were, we were kids. We were so immature and I'm looping myself into it and we did things that were just not cool. <laughs> I would purposefully not pick up the phone because I didn't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> I didn't want to do the greeting. I didn't want to like. So you interact. were just you worked like behind the counter. I or did in, like the fitting room. I did cash wrap, which is cashier. I did yeah. I did fitting room. I did. I worked in the the little girls section a lot, which was really cute. They would like the little girls would come in and like look at stuff, and um, it was just you know after. After a while, I just knew that, like, it probably wasn't for me. <laughs> well, you're in high school at the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you so, could commute there with a friend or with your brother. So it's yeah, like, it's you, pretty cush. Simon and I shared a car, and I remember meeting you shortly after I started working there. And I would get paid, save up a little bit of money, spend it on a flight to go see you, and then it would just on repeat. I would make money, spend it on gas getting to work and going to see you with the very little money i made which was 7.25 an hour you were not yeah it started at 7.25 what an is hour. that like an internship i mean some internships aren't paid so wait <laughs> like what was minimum wage 7.25 minimum wow. wage in california in what would what would this would have would have been 2005 2004 right yeah 2004 so yeah no, two thousand five. Seven twenty-five. Yeah. An hour. Yeah. Ugh. I know. Miserable. Anyway, I had many a lunch at Rubio's, and just we tacos. were so, oh. so, so silly and 
sometimes on Saturdays when there would be a lot of people working at once, we would just cry. We would make each other cry, laugh on the sales floor. <laughs> we had these walkie-talkies, and we, whenever anyone would be talking over them, whenever you push your button to talk, it would interrupt the person talking on the other end, and everybody could hear it. So our manager would be talking into the mic, and... <laughs> We would push the button to interrupt them so they'd be like, okay, if uh, 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 we just thought that was, it, that's so bad. But you're 15, you know? Wow. Why are people allowing kids to work in retail? Because they should be more mature than that, and they probably are, and I'm just really immature. <laughs> I think, like, those line-level retail employees, it's a pretty good strategy to hire very, very young. Yeah. Because you can train them up. And it's really, I think that those line level guys yeah. and gals are a reflection of whatever manager you got in place is the one that you're going to see it in the people. Like right. If they're disciplined and they know to say the script, uh-huh. then you got a tight manager. If you got a real loose manager, then everything is like a free for all. We had a mixed bag. It was, it, for the most part, everyone there was pretty cool. I will say that. Um, and if anyone's listening, shout out. That would be funny. Gap 2004. Where were you? Where Where were you? you? And if you know what the outlet mall is in Carlsbad, I think it's called the company stores now. It used to be called the Carlsbad outlet mall, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) The shoppies? The shop S. Oh, no. That's the El Camino mall. That's the, yeah. That's, it used to be the El Camino mall. Now it's the the shops, the shoppies at Carlsbad. Guys in Carlsbad, they know that that is the El Camino mall. Yeah. They know how to pick them. I don't, they don't need to renovate it. And try and call it the shoppies. Well, I will say it's much better now, but yeah, but that's still that's the El Camino mall. You know, who cares? Anyway, what was your first job, Bargles? Oh man, my first job was great. I got to work at my aunt's house, um, just doing like bookkeeping and filing Lucky. and data entry, because she is a Arlie Newman company. Is the name of the business. They do like wholesale toys for like little kids. Amazing. So they were basically always had a ton of toys in the garage. Uh, you know, I was a little too, I was 15, so I was too old to play with the toys, yeah. but I still thought, Wrong they age were, range. thought they were so cool. And you go in the garage and there's just toy after toy after toy. So they'd have all these work orders. So they're like distributors yes, to stores. Yes and no. They basically were like a middle man situation. Okay, I got it. Like, I, I really have never even asked the question, but I assume that it works more like a broker that yeah. they have a relationship with the toy manufacturers mm-hmm. and it's, you know, all kinds of toys, puzzles and games. And then they have a relationship with, to me, it was like smaller toy stores as opposed to like, they don't work with Toys R Us or maybe they right. did, but the impression More that I got. Or like mom and pa yeah, shops. like KB Games or EB oh, Games. Yeah, Remember yeah. stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. Or like. Uh, smaller uh, what, shops. Toys, not toys for tots, but like. Yeah, I know just, what you're talking about. Just to- little, little toy stores, you know, that got the little rolly doll, th- you know, just the little toy stores. Yeah. You know? Okay. <laughs> so they'd have all these these work orders and they'd be processing it's basically like put into Excel and then just like crunch the numbers. Somebody's yeah, no just wonder gotta, you're so good at it Somebody's now. just got to crunch the numbers. And I thought, I can do that. And I mean, if I made a mistake, I was never, ever reprimanded or told. Right. So sure hope those numbers are right back in 04 and arlene but good thing i didn't have to good thing i only did it for a summer right well actually you know it's been past 10 years you're probably good yeah you're good so that was that was my first job paid in i want to say paid in cash under the table that's pretty cool i don't even remember asking for it 
I just remember like one day it's like we're going to your aunt's house and you're gonna work on her computer in the basement for <laughs> for a few hours and I'm like okay and then I got some money and I'm like oh do that again I got paid sixteen dollars an hour doing that but it wasn't like I could you know count that's a lot back then but I wasn't working there all the time it was like super part time for like one summer mm-hmm. so you didn't even make enough to like do taxes on it no yeah no my first real job that I actually you know filled out the w9 mm-hmm. and the whole bit was at fox's gem shop downtown seattle i would have been more like 16 17 at that time working there over a summer yep and uh my dad worked there he's a jeweler great jeweler in the pacific northwest it was on in the fox's gem shop it's still there i'm pretty oh, sure I it's thought still it there. wasn't there anymore i thought they closed yeah i don't actually i don't know i don't fact check and i won't and i probably won't listen back to this to correct myself but so let me take that again you know three two one so i worked at fox's gem shop it's not there anymore <laughs> which is something i know yeah um yeah, well, let me know. take that again though because it could be there though it could be there as the anyway yeah, okay. worked at fox's gem shop they sold gems you know sold gems and i was basically like the office bitch uh <laughs> but i was treated well oh it's like go get the coffee go <laughs> take the deposit to the bank of america go take this little sack of pearls up to the 30th floor on that you know room it was pretty cool to the lady that survived the titanic yeah like there was all kind i always was carrying around with me um when i was doing my errands for them i'd be carrying around a ton of jewelry yeah um which i always thought was so cool like look at me i got this little safety bag and little satchel and in it is a ton of expensive stuff i didn't even look in a lot of it i didn't even know and then i would get to the place and they'd open it be like oh my god it's a bunch of black pearls or something like that so kind of cool i got paid 16 dollars an hour again very very nice which was great worked there the whole summer fantastic uh didn't have to really interact too much with the people there because they just kind of left me to file and bookkeep and they had a place called the dungeon which was in like a different part of the building you literally had to like walk out of the retail jewelry store walk up the street and go into the rainier tower building Mm -hmm. go down an escalator go to a service door walk down the hallway of the door get into an elevator go down the elevator to like the service area where they have like all the trash and stuff and go down another hallway to a door and i had the only key to the door they told me that so when you were in there there's no way that anybody the else door could get self in. locks when you close it Ooh. so as soon as i was in there with the key i'm in my own like personal whatever i want it to be oh don't want to get too far into that well god <laughs> all that was in there was giant file cabinets that's weird T- like taller than me way taller than me you know florida ceiling all over the place it was like out of a movie and then they'd have like a couple random pieces of ancient like leather furniture weird that like smelt and like old newspaper stacks it was weird it was like a out of a movie and my job was to alphabetize and chronologicalize if that's even a word i had to put that shit in order and it was not possible wow just files of everything you can imagine a jewelry store would have going back like 15 years and it was pretty much all out of order so i'd go down there for like six to eight hours just organizing i'd go take a lunch walk around get a slice of pizza 
take a nap in there. I'd get on one of those old comfy chairs that smelled like, you know, cigarettes and old shoe leather. And I would just like kind of curl up like a cat and I would just take a little nap, wake up and be like, they don't know. They go. have no idea the, the hell that this place is down here. And then, you know, I'd go back, I'd give them a status report and I always did a you know, really great job. Wow. So. Unbelievable. That was my first real job. Right. So after I quit Gap and the reason being, do you remember why I quit Gap? I think you quit Gap because you wanted to probably hang out with me and they wouldn't give you the time off. That's exactly right. I, my way or the highway, that's so bad. I remember my manager wouldn't um, approve my time off for, it was like President's Day weekend. And every time there's something like that in retail, it's super busy. So they need everybody they can get to work the floor and do cashier and stuff. So she was not having it. She's like, you are... She's like, you're working unless you want to quit. And I was like, okay, I do. And she's like, no, she's like, no, you don't. And she was super friendly and awesome. And I was like, yeah, I think I do. I think I want to quit because I want to go see my boyfriend. (laughs) And I did. I came up to see you and I don't even remember that trip anymore. We went back and forth so often. But I quit Gap in 2007, which is the year I graduated from high school. Approximately, let's see. Right after I graduated, I got a job at Anthropology at the Forum in Carlsbad, if anyone's familiar. And that only lasted a few months because then I moved to Seattle to go to school, to go to Art Institute. So I did have a time at Anthro. It was lovely. Everybody there was so awesome. And I don't really have any like funny, goofy, silly stories from there because I was on my game. I didn't want to embarrass myself. I was like the youngest person working there. I think I made like $8 an hour. So I got a little bump, you know? God, $8 an hour. I know. Yeah. What do they th- What do they expect you to do when you're not working? Like what if you, like granted, you're only like 15 years old or 16 or 17 or whatever. And they're looking at you like obviously you're just a kid. That's probably why they oh, can yeah. get away with paying oh, you yeah. that much. Because if you're like an adult. You don't have real expenses yet. God, like if you had a, a family. You yeah. Know, you couldn't survive on that. I don't know. And now minimum wage is like, you know, a hell of a lot more. Oh, yeah. And it's still, you can't really get by on minimum wage. I don't know. Mm, well, anyway, yeah, that was that was a good one. And my reason for quitting wasn't as immature because I, I was moving. I was planning on going to school. So should have transferred and kept that job when I got to Seattle, but I didn't. What was your job after Foxes? After Foxes... Cut to a few years later. College. I'm in college. I need money bad. Yeah, you are. Because I'm, I'm broke as... You, like, didn't eat. <laughs> broke as a lonely joke. No, I did eat. We did. We would go to the food bank. Back to the point at hand. You made me on Ben. was broke. He needed some money. Mm-hmm. And it's summertime. It's hot. And I got hooked up. Me and my buddy Justin. Um, oh, yeah. We, I was living with my buddy Derek. And uh, this was a, a great time to be alive uh, in my life, a summer in Olympia. And because um, I didn't have that many of those. And I got this job and we would on a painting crew. I don't know anything about painting. I, kn- I knew nothing then. I learned a little bit, but really I didn't learn that much. They didn't train us. They just kind of gave us the bucket and the roller and was like, there's a wall. Hmm. Go for it. Cool. And we were and based on all of the paperwork, we were supposed to get paid twenty dollars an hour. Between the two of you, or each? 
each. No, like he was oh, going to get paid whoa. $20 an hour. I'm getting paid $20 an hour. That and there was another person on the crew also getting paid $20 an hour. It, we were stoked on the money side. Mm. And what we were, what they did mention, though, is, you know, hey, this is in the fine print. Get $20 an hour. But if we do go over budget on any of the jobs, the first thing that's going to be cut is your pay. And we're like, okay, well, so you're going to, so, but we're not going to go over budget, right? And they're like, oh, no, we shouldn't. We shouldn't go over budget. We went, but we went over budget on every single job that I worked on <laughs> for the entire summer. Yeah. And as a result of that, none of us got paid $20 an hour. We all got paid minimum Ooh. Which was talk about a pay cut. Which was nine something. Nine seventy five. So something like that. Less, less than half. Than half. On top of that, we were painting in super hot conditions. Didn't you get stung by a bee once? Oh, I got stung by many a bee. Oh, didn't know that. <laughs> many, many, many bees tried to sting your boy. Hub and stung. <laughs> but, but we would work on top of these barns, and I'm painting the the phasia along the top like i'm on the barn i'm on the barn's roof uh you know like the kind of the the facing along the edges like picture an apex of a barn Uh has that little lip to it the little face on the edge so i'm painting that that's called a phasia phasia all right so i'm painting i'm painting the phasia and we only had for some reason one day we only had one ladder so i used the ladder to get on top of the barn i'm like 20 feet off the ground mm-hmm. and i'm horrible with heights too it's one of my one of oh my, my God, fears yeah and then i see i get to the point of the phasia that i haven't got yet it's the apex of the barn i'm super high up i'm like 30 plus feet up that's Ju- high. justin or, my, or not justin my manager comes takes he's like oh better you're good up there takes the ladder away from me so i couldn't get down because he needed it to get to an area so he takes the, and then I get to the, to that apex moment and there's a big ass beehive no. or hornet or whatever in it. They were just buzzing around. And I was like, uh, this is no good. Yeah. And so he did, when I reported that to my manager, he threw me up a can of like bee bug spray. No. And I sprayed the hell out of it. And of course, then I got stung a couple times. Wasn't the worst bee stings I've experienced, uh-huh. but still not fun. And it's also, you're How hot. bee stings have you had? In my life? Yeah. I'd say between four and five, Are six. Are you serious? Like yeah. I've had one yeah. in my whole life. Anyway, this isn't all about Bennett getting stung by bees over That's here. That's next week. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I got, it's just been so many times. But the, yeah, I got finally got down off the barn. Obviously, I'm not still up on the barn. But, mm-hmm. um, that was a really nasty job. But it did. Every job that I've ever had, it taught me something. Yeah. That one, I walked away... Uh, we ate Subway sandwiches every day. Ooh. So I walked away with a couple thoughts. Like I Did they pay I, for them? Uh, no. Oh. But it was the only restaurant that was like near our job sites. If you call it a restaurant. Yeah, Subway. That's so like much great, more expensive than restaurant. making your own lunch. Yeah. But the idea of like getting in a bus to go to a grocery store to then buy groceries yeah, that's to true. go back wasn't yeah. really We didn't have either. a car then. Um, so... I, uh, yeah, got stung yeah. by some bees, painted some stuff, spilled a couple drops of paint onto concrete, got reprimanded by uh, a girl that was the assistant manager that was uh, two years younger than me. And it only, it took us the whole summer to realize how much money our bosses were making. Oh, I'm sure. And the fact that they were like not nearly as old as we thought they were. We thought that they were like in their 30s and we're like, you know, 19. Right. And they were actually like, one of them was younger than us, was <laughs> was only 17 years old. But like, she really, she carried herself really well. But yeah. we thought she was a hell of a lot older. And then 
the other guy was her boyfriend who was like 23 and they're both college students at UW and the whole summer painting crew was part of their business major. This was like part of their figuring out, like getting college credit over the summer by running a quote unquote business. Interesting. Which, by the way, they probably got full credit for, but I didn't get full pay. Anyway, that's that's obviously I still feel a certain kind of way about it. But right, right. What was your job that you had after? uh... After anthropology. Yeah. Okay, so I moved to Seattle. Started work. Started working. Started going to the art institute, which felt like work. Shortly after that, I realized that I needed some cashola for food and whatnot, and I got a job at Cost Plus World Market, which was probably three blocks from my apartment and two more blocks to school. So World Market, downtown Seattle, is right by Pike Place Market. It was right by the school, and I was just up the street on 2nd Avenue and Lenora in Belltown in Seattle, which was my time to be alive that was so prime and fun but that job was so slow so interesting we had so many characters coming in to that front door one time a guy came in and he was this is kind of gross but he was trying to bite his arm off and he's like i need change from you right now and he like slammed his fist on the counter i am by myself up there he's like going at his arm and i'm like this is a situation and i over the loudspeaker i was like assistance needed to the front and um they called the cops and had him for the for the people sitting way in the back you said you said he was trying to bite yes trying to bite his arm off i mean it was I don't want to get into it. Fair enough. But like, I'm not trying to be all graphic. We do have the PG thirteen. He was, he was not in a good headspace. He was biting his arm. Yeah. So anyway, classic that's downtown just Seattle. Classic am I right? downtown Seattle. Am I right? So just, you know, people from Pike Place coming over, people from Belltown coming over. It was like the melting pot of just every kind of person. This guy was. Certainly not at Cost Plus looking for a wicker basket. Definitely not. Or uh, or some like Belgian chocolates or some some like uh, Japanese candy or something. Yeah, yeah, that's good examples. <laughs> um, so I did cashier there. I would help out with stuff on the floor. I did a little bit of everything, and I would work like five to nine most nights after school. And sometimes I would do um, I would do like seven to three at school and then five to nine at work and then have projects on top of it. And I remember it being like a really intense time in my life. It was the first time where I was, I did not have enough time. It was the first time I experienced um, being overwhelmed with my schedule. That was the first time I had ever felt that. So World Market overall, I love that store. I still love it. I'm glad I did it. And I think it was, I think I got bumped up to like 850 from anthropology working there. So still, uh, still very minimum. But I'm grateful to have had that job because it helped me so much throughout going to Art Institute and just groceries and stuff like that. So I ended up quitting pretty close to when I was graduating, which was a super, super, super busy time when you're wrapping it up at art school. So they understood. They were super cool. And 
full circle with them because we've had one print in World Market Online and we have another one coming in for fall. There you go. So we're really excited about that. It's it's our first big uh, retail store to have a prints in. Yeah, baby. And they're canvas, so it's fun. Love it. What was your job after the painting thing? Well, then it, you cut to a couple of years after that. I'm, I'm out of college now. College is done. You made me have been. It's a college graduate. There you go. So what am I, I remember gonna, that day well. What am I going to do with my newfound degree? Which is in what, by the way, for the people listening? <laughs> it's a liberal arts degree. Okay, okay. It's a liberal arts degree. Yeah, but you have a bachelor's degree. Bachelor's degree in liberal arts. Oh, there you go. Uh, you know, with with a focus in media studies. Just feel like you have a focus in literally everything. I feel like you're good at everything that well, you do. <laughs> I took, I basically, t- I took the classes they let me have. Yeah, right. You know, that's my only gripe with my college experience. And I know I'm not alone. They say, hey, classes sign up begins at Monday at noon for blah, for your block. It's like, well, what do you mean my block? <laughs> So, like, maybe other people have a different experience. But they just exp- split it up somehow. I was like, okay, well, but so then other people have a an, an direct advantage over me about getting into certain classes. From day one, I wanted to be in uh, psychology classes, yeah. art classes, theater classes, or production classes, performance classes, like music classes. I wanted to do all the creative stuff mm-hmm. or psychology-related stuff. I, every class I wanted was unavailable by the time I could go in and click and so I was like damn it and then come to the next quarter I'm going to do this right I'm right there at the the moment with the hitting the page refresh like the second that it's available uh-huh. and that didn't do anything for me it was still full and it's like oh well if it's full send an email to the professor go talk to the professor I did that three times in my my four-year experience where I didn't get into a class went to the professor they treated me like an idiot <laughs> you know it just made me feel like I just was th- such a dummy that I just didn't figure it out. And I'm like, okay, well, Eggs. I know now, looking back, that this is a classic thing that happens to, I probably assume the majority of people don't get in the classes they want. Mm-hmm. So it's no mystery. You end up getting a major or a minor or having to change your major. Anyway, that's a bit, we call that a nice little trip down to Tangentville. But <laughs> my, one of my favorite jobs and least favorite jobs for that matter, um, was when we moved to California. You know, Ooh, we this is a good one. We moved to California. We didn't have a car, so but you've got to get a job. I'm 22 yep. years old, straight out of college, straight out of Compton, and I got to get a job. I just you know, I'm, it's just life now. There's no reason. It's just like you got to have one to pay the bills mm-hmm. and uh, you know maybe save some money to, to go somewhere. Do I don't do something. I don't know. Who knows. So I got a job working at a hotel, and I applied to probably 30 or 40 jobs. I got no callbacks, no email backs. I remember that. I'm, and I'm not just emailing places. I'm, all, I'm emailing, I'm calling, I'm showing up with my resume, looking good, or as, as good as I could. Yeah. And so I got the job at the Hilton Marbrisa in Carlsbad, which turned out to be like a mile away from where we were living at the time. You so I, I was there. not could. I did. I yeah. walked. I'd put my suit into my backpack 
and I would walk there and get to, sometimes I'd have to be at work at 6.45 a.m. Sometimes you have to be there at 10 a.m. or sometimes your shift will start at 2.45. Those were the three primary shifts that I had mm -hmm. during my career there, <laughs> if you can call it that. So I would go there and I would change in the lobby bathroom from my like like workout, like basketball shorts or just regular street clothes into my suit. And that was cool for a couple weeks. But after a while, my coworkers kind of, especially my managers, they would notice it and they pulled me aside and they're like, hey, yeah, don't do that anymore. Yeah. You know, we want well, it didn't take us long to get a car that we shared. Yeah. Then, so, yeah. you know, a few months later, we get, we get the car. Yeah. That was an interesting experience working for a hotel. Again, it's uh, every job, there's lessons. Yeah. You learned a lot from that one. Learned a lot from that one. You know, it's my, I'm putting on a suit and a name tag. I'm feeling important. I'm holding people's reservations and, and their joy is in my power. Whether they get an ocean view or not, it's kind of a sick thing, but you get the power. Yeah. You push the button and you put them in that room or, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna upgrade these guys <laughs> to the penthouse and just blow their freaking minds. So there was plenty of really high moments for me of helping people out I'm a service oriented like loving kind of guy so doing that professionally for a little while was right up my alley but then the of way course, that you would answer the phone if I ever came to visit you or like bring you in and out for lunch like I would come by I came by some, not very often but sometimes and I would hear you answer the phone and it was like a different version of you hello and thank you for calling the Hilton Grand Vacations Club at Marbrisa this is Bennett how can I help you today <laughs> Sometimes I would say, how may I assist you? <laughs> so, it's like... And sometimes I'd say, now what can I do to make your stay perfect? It's like a little deeper and a little bit like... It's kind of like a song, a sing song, because it's yeah. a da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da, da-da. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They honestly, not even gonna lie. This is I'm gonna toot my horn, but they right. they wanted to record my voice for the outgoing. I remember that they recorded it, didn't use it. Yeah, big mistake. Big mistake. <laughs> big. I probably would have kept working there for a little they while. They probably still have it by now if you <sighs> did it. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. Somewhere in the archives. If they only knew. <laughs> my voice outgoing. <laughs> so I work. I'm working the front desk of a hotel. I learned a lot about service. I learned a lot about handling challenging situations with people with uh, panache and class and uh, there's a, a new certain, word again for me a certain confidence you know panache? you have to you have to lead a conversation when you're in you know and, and do the right thing and always be about uh, the team be about it's about us and we it's not you versus me it's it's us and we right like we are in this together I'm a part of your stay here I'm gonna make sure that it's as good as it can be blah 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 you know and if you do the best you can, you're probably not going to get a tip. You're probably not going to get a thank you. And you're probably actually going to get yelled at by somebody, either a coworker or a manager or someone's going to have a bad stay. You give them the best room you have and you give them a piece of chocolate and a bottle of wine. They're going to say, how dare you? I don't drink alcohol, you know, or, yeah, or no. oh, you gave me chocolate. I'm lactose intolerant, you insensitive piece of... It's like there, yeah, there, no. there are people that every week there are people like yeah. that. that it, it, and I'll be like, oh my, wow, terribly sorry. It, that kind of job exposes you to a lot of different kinds of personalities. And that's same with any service-oriented job. 
Yeah. Service is something to be recognized. I, I enjoyed it. I, like the interactions with the people, I was never nervous. I was never anxious about that because I felt like I could really just be myself and be and have fun. Yeah. Casual and ask people how they're doing. And then the time just flies by when you start, you know, establishing re- relationships and all that. My biggest thing was just the the dealing with the problems dealing with kind of the bureaucracy of it all. You know, I couldn't give anybody a raise. I couldn't give anybody time off. Nobody's schedule was going to be their ideal schedule. And it's just kind of over time that just weight of, I don't like this. I don't like that. I can't do anything about this. I don't like that. I have to work here for like years and years and years to see an extra dollar an hour. Yeah. And I was making about $17 an hour. Really? Yeah. So, you know, I started there making ten fifty. Yeah, promoted. I was making minimum wage, making ten fifty. Got promoted a few times to, you know, night supervisor, co front desk manager, full on front desk manager. <laughs> <laughs> but I still was only making seventeen bucks an hour, and at the end of the day, I'd, I'd have to work there another. Uh, I think they were telling me another sixteen months, and then I'd be eligible for another like a dollar raise. So I'd be making eighteen dollars an hour. Well, and you were also getting calls in the middle of the night. Yeah, once I became manager, that's right. I was getting oh, phone calls because I was the first. Lot. I was the first line of emergency defense if yeah. there was an issue in the night, and for whatever reason, there were issues. You know, there's it. <laughs> I need there's hair there's hair on my towel. And, no. I'd, and I'd get that phone no. call. I'd get that phone call. What? Yeah. Blood on my towel, hair on my towel. <laughs> a lot of stuff involving the towels. Yeah. A lot of towel-related yeah. issues Flooding. for most people. Oh, I, I checked in. I'm supposed to have a three-bedroom. You're putting me in a two-bedroom, and it's like, this is this is what happens when you don't pay your staff to work here 24 hours. Yeah. And that I think that problem's been fixed. I, at the time, oh, yeah, the Marbrisa, I should they've say, expanded. they've expanded. They only had like 164 rooms when I worked there, and then they upgraded to like 204. The plans that they had in place were to have like seven, 800 rooms all around like the Sheraton and yeah, by the flower fields and all that. So, I mean, it's a, I, I would never speak ill of that place. I can't say that everyone that I worked there with no longer works there. Yeah. So that is an indication of... Uh, Poor management on the whole. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go back and work there again unless they want to hire me to do like some consulting to tell them what they're doing wrong. <laughs> but, which, hey, I'm open. You know, main, your main man Bennett back here and again, copyrighted and trademarked. Um, I am available for private consulting for, for large scale hotel businesses <laughs> for, uh, for your, their services. So if you know anybody that needs those kind of services, um, I'm available, affordable rates. And uh, incredible, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for when you do something good? Um, just good stuff. Yeah. Just good stuff wow. happens when you let me let me in, you know. I'll show you the consultant. Around that same time, you got your job at Marbrisa, and I got my job at 24-Hour Fitness in the Kids Club. <laughs> my tone is telling of how incredibly... Okay, here, here's what I'll say. I wasn't doing myself any favors by working there or staying there because I was miserable. I just kept doing it and you just got to put your head down sometimes. I think the thing for me that stung was that I had already graduated from art school. 
I knew what I wanted to do full-time. I wasn't making enough money to do it full-time yet. I was still just, like, barely starting out freelancing. Like, we're talking one portrait session a month, maybe a wedding thrown in here and there. Like, not enough to make it work full-time. So, I worked at 24-Hour Fitness, and it was right down the street from my parents' house, which we got to stay at, which was so helpful. We stayed there for a while while we, you know, got started in California when we moved back down, but extremely just it just hurt my heart to walk in there every day it was one of those jobs so I worked in the kids club and on any given Saturday they would have 50 kids in that room and there would be three attendants so three young girls three of me but two other girls 50 kids what's the math on that like 16 kids per they could have they could have taken over no, it would be, it's like 17 kids. It was literally meh. It was horrible. Like, screaming and crying and then... Like, you're going to say mayhem? Mayhem, yeah. Mayhem? <laughs> mayhem. It's like having ham and may. Yeah, there you go. And then, <laughs> and so then bad. Julius would come in. Oh, I like that. I like a... So, so they got all these kids, so, all these mayhems, and then the, the sea of children part. And Julius comes in. Oh, my God. When I met Julius, who was very cute, by the way, and he was three years old, he walked up to me, pulled my hair, and said, get out of my way, a-hole. But he said the real word. I just don't like that word. And I was like, that's it. (laughs) I was so, 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 so done when that happened. I was like, okay, well, this is horrible. I was getting paid, I mean less than 10 an hour for sure less than 10 i want to say it was 875 or 9 no, i feel at that point the minimum wage in california i'm pretty sure was 10 50 it was not or, 10 or 10 something okay we'll we'll fact check but i remember um you had to call on the loudspeaker out to the main gym there would be these big announcements from the kids club where you'd say so and so, come come change your kid's diaper because we weren't allowed to change like, diapers. Your kid's being an asshole. Like there you go. Yeah, basically. So basically, we'd call the parents in, call Julius' dad in, and he comes up to him. He's like a big marine guy, like jacked, ripped. ripped. Takes him into Ten the pack. corner and basically like whispers to him like a bunch of like I don't even know what he said. He's like whispering to him and then the dad walks away and you see Julius just like crying and he was like totally defeated. But like everyone saw what he did to me. And like that was just that's just one example. Can you imagine Wouldn't you like to be a fly, a clay aching on that wall? Just well, you were there, but to hear what the dad said. I don't even know. But what do you think he, he learned. Said? Hey, Julius learned that language and that behavior from some something or someone. Yeah, probably from the dude that just whispered like some horrific thing in the <laughs> three-year-old's ear that just made him like go from super high energy to totally defeated. Yep. That's just one example. Kids would poop in the jungle gym. It was it was gross. I was sick a lot for the first like year and then my I immune remember si- you being sick yeah, often. Yeah. My immune system built up. You got me sick too. Oh yeah, I should have quit sooner. Um But what came from that, this silver lining, is that moms would see me play with my favorites. And my favorite kids were the chill ones, the silly ones, the ones that liked 
you know, drawing and painting, and we, like, goofed off. We liked the same Disney movies because we get to put on movies when we were in that room. And the moms would, like, watch from outside, and they would see me playing with their kids, and then they would come up afterwards and be like, hey, do you want to come over on, like, Saturday night? Come babysit for a few hours. I'll give you, like, 15 bucks an hour. And I was like, um, yeah. And then I got to bring my laptop and edit photo shoots if I needed to or just anything. And it was, like, the most... It was just the easiest job I ever had was babysitting. And then I ended up babysitting two boys, their brothers, every Monday for six hours. Remember that? Mm -hmm. For a long time. Like, over a year I did that for that family. And that's kind of what really helped me feel like I had money to then freelance full time for a little bit. And then I ended up going to, like, an office job Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 9 to 5, and having, like, a... It was like a custom embroidery company. That was for about six months, though. No, that was a year. No, I, yeah, that was a year. Yeah. Um, but they knew they knew my background. Like, I think I did a photo shoot for their family, and I would just like sit at a desk at an iMac and like color code embroideries for golf bags for like PGA Tour stuff. Gotta it was do what so you gotta random. Do. Gotta but do what you that gotta office, do. that office was great. Everyone there was so friendly and nice and it really helped me a lot. So. I remember going to the Christmas party. Yeah. 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 Everyone was dinner. so nice. So and nice. So great. Yeah. I felt like the kid in the office. I was like the young. You were. Yeah. Yeah. My jobs uh, after the hotel to now, they're three. Creative Concrete Coatings. Mm-hmm. With my main man, Rich, um, I am allowed to have as many main men as I want, <laughs> and he's one of them. So him and, you know, things weren't really working with the hotel. It's kind of around the same time I'm talking to him about his business, and he really needed a guy that could work with him on a regular kick. So I just was like, you know, screw this hotel thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dip out, and I'm going to go try my hand at concrete. And it was a big learning curve, you know. There's, there's a lot that goes into pouring concrete and laying it and putting down designs and working with, you know, all the kind of the technology and the equipment and the chemicals and all this. So I had to learn a lot. And he's yeah. also rich just for the people that want to get a little background on my, my, you know, great boss that I've had is he's a Polish guy from Chicago that's a former Marine. <laughs> and he could be listening right now. He's he's a tough cookie. He's a tough cookie. He's like an animal cracker. You know, an animal cracker is a cookie, but it's like, don't call me a cookie. I'm a cracker. You know, he's that kind of guy. And so tough to tough to work with. But I learned so much. And I think over time when he when that initial wave of like, I'm burning my hand on the radiator, I'm like spilling paint. Your knees I'm, you know, are getting, my knees are getting jacked up with yeah. the knee pads and I'm. I'm ruining I your clothes. Back, and, just oh, all kinds of stuff. All the time, I was giving you back rubs. But I think we learned to kind of really appreciate and respect each other. And to this day, you know, I love the guy and um, learned a lot. I won't have to. I won't have anyone do my own concrete. You know, when we have a house, I'll do it all. Thank God. So Thank there's you. skills and and of that trade that yeah. are just great. Since then to now, I've worked in an office, and I now I work with you, AVPD. Yeah. And that's by far and away the best job I've AVP. ever had. <laughs> AVPD is the acronym for the LLC. Aerial Vey Photography and Design. I, I don't know why I added the and design, but hey. <laughs> I kind of like it. Hey, I've de- I have gotten paid day, to design. In 2012, 
AVPD was founded. <laughs> it was birthed into the state of California. Isn't that weird? 2012, it's been in business for over seven years. Yeah. And here's to another seven. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Happy to have you here at the, um, at the headquarters, Barks. <laughs> We're all happy to have you. After I was done at that office job and I transitioned into full-on, full-time, freelance, working from home, photo shoots on the regular, felt like I couldn't catch my breath at some points. I was so grateful for that. And that was right around the time that um, Instagram was, it had started. I was doing it consistently, but I hadn't really taken it seriously up until that point. And it's really when things started getting kicked into high gear, if you know what I'm saying. So that transition and quitting that last job was a huge stepping stone for me. So happy to be here. Happy to be here recording all about it. You yeah, know, that, well, now that's that's maybe the next job. Jobs. First jobs. You know, it, when you just add them all up like that and you go through them, I mean, isn't I did, that weird? There's a lot of. A lot of jobs. I mean, I did freelancing web design for a little while. Right. I worked at this yeah, construction company for a little while. You helped me with weddings and photo shoots for years. Yeah, totally. Was a second shooter for you on and made wedding videos for a, a bunch of people and had a ball doing that. I'm not closed off to that. I'm not totally closed off to that. I could see doing that again because it's so much fun. It really is. Yeah. It's so. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. You know, for the people that are out there doing it grinding that wedding photog and videog hustle props that about wraps her up on our first jobs when i came up with this topic i was like oh i could go off and boy did we episode 32 what you gonna do 32 32 32 summertime here we go we're gonna wrap her up 32 (laughs) so next week will be episode 33 all about Hey, 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 don't tell him. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. I'll tell him. I'll tell him. <laughs> so, hey, if you put me to bed, if you enjoyed this week's episode, guess what? We enjoyed you as well listening. Yeah, so we see you. Feel free, if you're so inclined, to give us a rating and or a review and or on the uh, All About It podcast iTunes uh, place yeah. where you go and you do that review. Yeah. The more, more reviews we have. The more people may be available, willing to listen to this podcast further. Yes, sir. And we are on Instagram at All About It Podcast. And I'm at Ariel Vay. Hubbin is Bennett J. Roberts. And I'm going to bed at 8.45 after we make chicken and sweet potatoes. So we'll see you next time. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>